Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Fashion Lab show. Doop, 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 da, ba, da, ba, ba, ba. <laughs> that is my new single. Uh, it's on iTunes. It's called Georgie Porgy. But moving on, let's just go straight back to matters. Welcome again to the Fashion Lab. My, ne- my name is Lisa Gumbo Regisford. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about collaborative design. Now, I know and I think it's safe to say that 2015 was definitely the year of lots of brand collaborations. We saw brands, big, small, partnering with concepts, with artists, with models, with celebrities, with technology and so on, just to expand their reach and really put their stamp on some products or some new uh, sort of collaborative um concepts or pieces. Now, obviously, we know that's still not the end. And we, as I was looking through some of these collaborations, I've come up with my three top highlights. And this would be, for me, the first one would be definitely the Harms and Apple collaboration, which was definitely one of the big moments in 2015. Uh, I would say that my second one was definitely, and I'm sure for a lot of you, was the H&M and Balmain um, collab, which definitely was a collaboration that faithfully recreated um with Olivier Roustings in famously ostentatious designs at ridiculously cool H&M prices. So I don't know who didn't go there, but I definitely got me a piece of that um, collab because it was definitely um, worth it. Um, I know that that collaboration in itself, actually, I hear, according to sources, that no other release generated as many headlines as they did last year. Then, of course, there was the collab of the Pharrell and Adidas originals. I'm not really a Adidas girl. <laughs> I know I some. I know someone across <laughs> the room is, but that was also quite a fresh, refreshing collab. Um, introducing that originals Jacquard Park, or maybe for some of you who may say Kanye's um, collab with Adidas originals might have been your fave. We can go on and on. We can talk about all of these collaborations. However, today we're going to be speaking to a really special guest in studio about her brand collaboration. And before we go into that conversation, um, I would like to also introduce um, our contributors on the show. We are definitely joined um, in studio by Morag Stein, who is going to be glamming up the show with her glam up for a dose of makeup and beauty tips. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And yes. you look fabulous. Thank you. And what are you wearing? <laughs> um, you know, me and my monochromatic things that I just pull out every now and again. So I'm wearing a little t-shirt dress, um, a beautiful Lizukumbu Masai scarf that goes lovely with my green uh, or my teal leggings, I should say, and just a nice little ankle boot, just keeping it really simple. And I love what you're doing, and I also love the juxtaposition, yeah. because I'm a really, I'm in love with juxtaposing, I love the f- idea that you can actually go print and print, like go to like, go and get bananas and popos and mix them up, and it still looks, Absolutely. and you still don't look crazy. <laughs> and it will never go out, you know, if you, it's it's also a little trick that I have, that if I, I really didn't know what to wear, and you know what, when you just, just whip things together, it just sometimes works out really well. I love it, and I love that the scarf is also reversible. So mm. I can see the more um, sort of blingy side of it with some little strands of some bling element. And then obviously, if you want to go mm. mellower, you can go back to the smaller yes. checks. It's beautiful. And what lip color are you wearing? Or you're not going to reveal that now? Um, I can tell you now, but I'll I'll go into it later again. Okay. I'm wearing um, a beautiful pink lipstick. I'm not going to reveal the name just yet, but it's it's just it's an old love of you know, an old love of my life. So it's back from back the old, fra- back from go. the old, the old soul. <laughs> yes. Well, it's good. You look lovely as usual. We're also <laughs> going to be joined uh, by Ayanda Lapo, who will be bringing us the fashion alert with a dose of African fashion news uh, from across the diaspora. And of course, we are going to be joined by our New York contributor, Edgy Benson, who will also be coming down, bringing us the, his echoes from New York um, later on the show. Um, also, just a quick reminder, who would you want to address and why is my favorite segment. It comes at the end of the show. It's our fun time. It's what I call the after party because we really <laughs> get deep into these conversations. So think about who you want to address and why and let us know who and why when we are revealing our who's and why's um, later. Keep your tweets coming. We are at Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. And I will also share a link from Vogue's best 2015 collaborations in exchange for you to actually share with us some of your favorite brand uh, collaborations. My favorite might not be yours and might not be Vogue's, but we'd love to hear from you. Um, now, moving straight into our special guest on the show today, we're going to be talking to while sharing insights around collaborative design because she's definitely doing it in a very practical way while winning in business. I think, I believe. She's the founder of Ellie Nicole. Um, 
first South African shoe designs um, uh, from a shoe online platform. Her bridal label, Ellie Nicole, was established in 2013 after a two-year process of research and careful curation, and they have definitely come up with an innovative solution. So you as the customer collaborates with them to create your dream shoe, and obviously it's delivered straight to your door and beyond, maybe straight to your, I don't know which beach you're hanging out in this weekend, <laughs> but they are, they are doing all of that. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Ellie Nicole, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for joining us. <laughs> now, before we go on to talking about um, collaborative design, especially through your work with your brand, Ellie Nicole, who are you wearing and what's inspiring the look today? So, uh, Ellie Nicole shoes, obviously. <laughs> um, a few pieces from Country Road, uh, Country Road and also local as well. I love wearing local. So I've got my wonderful Morphe uh, emerald green hoodie keeping me warm. Um, Yana Marks ring as well. And of course, I have to mention my engagement ring also. Mm, Very girl. part of my look these days. So uh, <laughs> these that as well. <laughs> these days. Um, and, and that's me. That's my everyday. And what lip color is that? You know, we've got glam mm. up coming up soon. Um, on the show. It's just interesting to talk about what colors we're wearing on our lips today as well. I have to say, uh, I just grabbed my mom's red lipstick and said, <laughs> can I wear this? <laughs> and that's what I did. And, um, so it was sort of straight out the door, but very bright, very bold, um, for this very exciting day. Wow. It's it looks very, amazing. it's nice. Thank it's you. exciting. You look relaxed. You look comfortable. And I think that's what, mm. um, style is all about. Um, so now I want to go straight into Ellie Nicole shoes because I was drooling at them. I just have to be honest <laughs> at the front. Thank you. I want to, uh, I want to just kind of first understand, you know, who is Ellie Nicole? Why this Ellie Nicole shoes? Did you feel like there was a gap? Let's just talk about why Ellie Nicole is now a business that is specializing in this, um, collaborative, um, sort of concept to bring the customers in and to design and work with them to be able to create shoes for their everyday wear or their bridal. I don't know if I could wear those any day anyway. Every day. Absolutely. Um, so I started out doing bridal, as you mentioned, and I was always getting feedback from my brides to say, we can't find something that is affordable, high quality, rewearable, and has a special element to it to match our couture dresses. So this message was constantly coming to me over and over, and I kind of take those messages from the universe, especially when it comes to business. If people keep telling you there's a need for something, it means that there is. Mm -hmm. And through the virtue of being a fashion designer, having choice, that's why people come to designers, because they want to have something special and unique. So for me to bring in just any footwear brand or to start a footwear brand wasn't good enough. I really wanted to offer the customer the ability to collaborate with us through technology, which is just so incredible today and through our website. So for me, it really became, how can I offer the customer this dream in, in a very affordable way, in a very easy way, in a very retail orientated way. And that's how Ellie Nicole Shoes and, and the online store was born. I think it's beautiful. Now, would you say that um, obviously there's a lot of shoe brands um, springing across the continent, not just in South Africa alone. Would you say that you have uh, some sort of, um, is it a highly competitive market for what you're specifically um, offering? So obviously footwear is one thing. And then the little um, hints and, and twang and whatever extra that you add onto it as a consumer offering is another thing. Would you say that there's a lot of other brands that you've seen are doing the same thing? Would you also say, is this a highly competitive market? Are you feeling like this is where you want to be? Do you feel like every morning you wake up, you want to actually move to the next level because whoever and whoever and whoever is moving? What Tell me about the competition in this space of yours and you know just also are there so many other brands doing the same thing or is it would you say you're actually really um sort of like niche market and really doing something a bit different or adding a different element to really set yourselves apart so with regards to to waking up every morning this is my my absolute passion this is what i live for and this is what makes me who i am and i feel very privileged to be able to wake up and live that kind of life every day um and there are challenges with with this kind of business because it is a first of its kind in africa and uh, in the world there are other platforms that do offer this type of collaborative design but the way we've laid it out with the embellishments the product offering the design that is definitely worldwide unique um and and that really takes a lot of energy and focus. Uh, so I would say, yes, 
fashion in general is a very competitive industry. You've got to have a niche. You've got to have a differentiating factor. And I believe for us on this platform where we are really collaborating with the customer as well as offering beautiful, high-quality design, we really are setting ourselves apart from, from other shoe brands, not only for the bridal market, but also just for everyday wear. So now what I want to challenge you to, it's not even a challenge, it's reality, like any else challenge. would. Is <laughs> if I send you something that I really like mm-hmm. and you can't hang it, you can't handle it or you can't hang, what happens? If you send me, you mean a design mm-hmm. that, that you really mm-hmm. like. And you're just like, this is Greek and I don't know who this person <laughs> is and someone please like call 911. So I think we have to look at it in, on, on two parts. I think the first part is we always have to be honest and upfront with the customer about what we can offer, especially as a new business, because we have a certain amount of styles and a certain amount of embellishments and combinations. Um, obviously, we will go the extra mile. We have a fairy godmother form on our website, which dictates that. And we always, always try our best to really customize it as much as possible. And obviously, as our business grows, these offerings and, and more customization will be able to take place over time. But seriously, I'm just asking again, like, has someone not sent you something that looks like, please take them to like, send them to Timbuktu because we can do this here. Like, do people, cause obviously I'm assuming, and I say this because when we consume as consumers, you want something unique, you want something refreshing. And the minute you tell me as a brand that you can do it for me, mm-hmm. I'm coming to you live and direct. Yes. You know, I'm coming heavy. So, how you've never had seriously someone who's asked you for something that's just like, for example, when it comes to your manufacturing, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's certain materials that you have. Do you have a list of materials that you say, this is what we can work with? Because like, again, like I said, from a consumer perspective, we just sit there and say, oh, is that what they're doing? Okay, hold on. Let me show them what I want with these mm-hmm. wires. And I want my mm-hmm. uh, glass like right in the bottom of the sole. And then I want my... <laughs> Leather, and then I want my diamonds stringling on the side. I mean, do you, do you never, you've never got that? We do get that sometimes. Um, we, we, we do. It's also about education because I think when you're collaborating with the customer, it's important not to lose your brand and your aesthetic and get the customer to come around to also what your aesthetic is and how you're thinking about it. So with our shoes, our shoes are 100% leather. And the reason we use leather is because it fits in with our aesthetic of luxury and bespoke. So if someone says to us, for example, can you do a satin pair? We, of course, will justify why we cannot do that um, and the reasons behind it. But generally, we have had people that have embraced our concept entirely and understand why we use the materials and the designs that, that we do use. Now, collaborative um, design is obviously, like I said, even when I introduced the show in the beginning, is a lot of people have taken it to other levels. Now, you've decided to obviously collaborate with consumers. Have you thought of, are you excited about collaborations or is it just that connection with the consumer that you just wanted to achieve? Meaning that are you looking to, are we going to have some Ellie Nicole shoes that as I walk down the street, it can tell me, Liz, you're walking too fast, your heart rate, your heart rate, honey, step <laughs> slowly, come, come down. Do you, are you interested in expanding the notion or the concept of collaborating to an extent of actually getting into other sort of, uh, partnerships or collaborations beyond just the consumer absolutely i think as a designer you've always got to be open-minded to creative collaborations especially through technology so absolutely but i think at the end of the day i would say do these collaborations ultimately benefit my consumer who is my most important person their their insights their data that they give us on what they love and what they enjoy that is my ultimate uh, form of collaboration but absolutely why not why not let's talk about the trust I don't know you. I hear Ellie Nicole. I go onto the website. Ellie Nicole says, Oh, Liz. <laughs> oh, guys, I'll give you anything. This is what we do. And I see all of these beautiful shoes. And I'm saying that because we live in a very, uh, special world. In Nigeria, I'll say it's a 419 world. Okay. <laughs> I'll break that down to you. But we live in such a world where there's so much counterfeiting going on. There's so many, like you literally have to wake up with a spirit of discernment where you can look and say, what is, who is that person? They may look yellow, but they might be green. Mm-hmm. What is that thing? Do I really want to get into this deal or not? So you have to be so much more conscious than we used to be in the past. And, you know, you setting up stuff, like I said, it looks beautiful on the website, you know, attracting consumers. Let's talk about the trust between you and the consumer and them being able to trust that you will actually deliver the product. And then let's talk about your return policies or exchange or let's talk about 
that whole process where the consumer orders, they have this whole um, image. Obviously, there's also images on the website and then the product arrives. Let's talk about that. Okay, so I'm, I'm actually very glad that you brought this up because I do agree. I think it is hard to maintain the trust. For example, with my brides, I'm meeting them face to face. It's a very intimate relationship. Whereas, yes, over an online platform, it is harder. I think I tackle that in, in a few ways. So the first way is that I'm very present on social media. I also answer all my own emails related to customer queries. Nobody does that but me. Because well, we should have had a roll drum for that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, because I really believe that it's so important to, as you as the owner are communicating with people. We also have a policy where we do not take longer than 24 hours to answer a query because we want to be connecting all the time. And this is the means in which to do it. We also do a lot of wedding expos as well so that people can come and meet me face to face and they say, oh, you know, you the owner is, is this you what is this all about I'm so relieved to meet you that it's real you know and um, for me that's also very very important so it really is about putting in the time um, and and in a sense wooing the customer saying I'm here for you anytime you need me um, I'm present on social media I will answer all of your questions whatever you need in terms of a returns policy we've made it so easy um, if it's the wrong size we exchange it at no cost to you nor courier anything we, we uh, take all of those costs and it's within 24 to 48 hours so we really try to take care of all of your needs surrounding concerns that you may have with the product so now i want to talk about the business behind the brand because the brand is not a hobby you've got like all of this this whole partnership with consumers so my other question to you is does it mean that if there's no consumer who's ordering then you're not designing or do you have some sort of in-house ellie nicole range that's also just available for people to purchase. Because at the end of the day, I'm, the reason I'm going there is because, yes, I am going further in to say, how are you actually making, how are you, bra- how are you making profit in, the, in this business? Because obviously it has to be profitable, right? Absolutely. Um, I think with any business, obviously your costings are very important. And when we started this business, our research, our costing estimates, what the market would hold comparative to other shoe brands was essential. Um, and we can, you know, in terms of customers ordering, I don't have an in-house uh, range. They go on, they order, they combine it. They love doing that. We receive the order and, and we ship it. And that's really how it's been going. And also at Wedding Expos, people want to purchase from us direct if they've seen what they love on the website, but they might feel a little bit uh, insecure about an online process, which people still do in South Africa. Then um, they just, you know, they, they purchase there and then from us. So it's almost like we treat the Expos as a pop-up shop in a way. Um, so that means you actually have some product from absolutely the brand because otherwise yes yes otherwise you might be showing morag and lisa's <laughs> shoes at the expo and before i get there or before i say please send it to me you're like oops no so okay so which is yes. good yes. so and do you still sell those as well do you get f- first-hand consumers who might just see the first product on the shelf and actually just say that's what I want other than trying to collaborate um, um, so, on the design process. So the way that we work is that they place their order at the show and then they pay and then we send them their order. So it's still very much a collaboration. They come to me with, with their pictures from the website and say, oh, I'd, I'd love to combine this with this. But I had to meet you to make sure it was real that you can really do this, you know. Counterfeit. Now, the reason I say that is because. If somebody decides to, if I have a shoe brand and Mm -hmm. someone decides to send you Lisa's shoe brand, which is selling for X amount because they don't want to buy it from Lisa because maybe Lisa's price points are too high for them. And then they decide to, you know, little screenshot, send it to you. Like I said, we're living in a very crazy time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Screenshot it to you. Do you have some sort of investigative process that you also run as a brand? Because you have to also be responsible um, not to be sitting and working and building something that might literally be something, another brand that's selling the same thing. How how do you go through that process? Because I'm sure, I don't know, where do people get the shoes from? Obviously, they lift them up from somewhere. <laughs> so I think the counterfeit challenge is, is um, very, very hectic. We already have had people who have attempted to copy our business model. Um, in five months, which is quite hectic and a compliment, oh, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure how else to interpret that, but I suppose in the most positive way. 
Um, but I think you need to protect yourself. And I think as a designer, you need to have integrity. Like you said, that investigative process. People have sent us pictures from other designers and have said, can you copy this? And our <laughs> answer is, is absolutely and emphatically no, because we would not want our product to be copied by anybody else. So we have the choices of embellishments and designs that we have, that we have created, that we know are unique. And absolutely, they are most welcome to choose anything from there to combine and mix and match and make their design. But we will never, ever copy somebody's design. I love that and I love the integrity as well mm-hmm. because like I said, I think that brands also need to take more responsibility when mm-hmm. it comes to what's happening and what we're pushing out there. I just want to take a quick break. I'm rolling over to Ayandan Lapo with the Fashion Alert just to share some of the news going on within the continent and we will be right back after this. What's up everyone? Welcome to African Fashion Alert, your weekly dose of African fashion news with myself, Ayandan Lapo. Morag, you're going to love what's happening in Ghana. Prama Events has launched the Makeup Revolution Show. The show, which is being organized by S Prima Events, was launched at the Elisa Hotel over the weekend and saw many makeup artists grace the launch. The main event, which is in August, is a multi-day branded entertainment environment, providing activities and opportunities for makeup artists and sponsors to come face-to-face with their principal consumers. The Makeup Revolution show is the maiden edition in Ghana, which has been created to bring every makeup artist in Ghana and the rest of Africa to showcase their artistic work. It seems like this will be a glamorous event, which will boost visibility and promotion of various makeup artists associated. Looking at Nigeria, a new and exciting reality TV show for tailors in Nigeria called Stitches will be launching this August. Stitches is the first TV reality show for tailors in Nigeria. It focuses on developing the capacity of local tailors and transforming them into fashion designers that can become renowned brands ready to compete with international standard. I personally think that's a wonderful idea, and I'm sure that people are really looking forward to the show. And here's what stood out for me at the SA Menswear Week, which took place in Cape Town, South Africa. Madva Mo challenged gender norms during her SA Menswear Week show. Madva is known for mixing the clean lines of European street style with the essence of our quirky South African silhouettes. However, with her new collection called Diva, Madva Mo chose to focus her new line around the working individual, emphasizing her garment's versatility with a combination of masculine and feminine characteristics. The idea is to be able to wear them to any occasion, regardless of your gender, both during the day and at night, by adding or subtracting accessories. Her new collection symbolizes the state of disarray, which is the fundamental ingredient to a customary code of elegance. I'm just such a fan of gender-free fashion. More fashion news from South Africa. A new cushion range, Scataloda, which supports a skills development non-profitable organization, is now available from online fashion store Superbalist.com. The new startup company founded by Kryptonian Tanya Phillips offers a range of unique hand-painted cushions to customers with a love of Africa. The non-profitable organization upskills and empowers previously unemployed people in 14 market-related skills, including graphic design and sewing, empowering graduates to start the journey of leaving the cycle of poverty and restoring hope and dignity. And the biggest news I have for you this week is that my very own TV show called Ayanda Inside Fashion will be airing from the 1st of August at 18.55 Central African Time on Ed Dears TV Channel 190. The show gives an in-depth insight into SA's fashion industry, so make sure you don't miss it. And that's all I have for you this week. I hope you're enjoying the show, and remember to keep it locked to Africa Fashion Lab as we serve you fashion greatness every week. That was Ayanda Lapo. Thank you for that news bit. I just want to know, Morag, why are you not at the makeup revolution in Ghana? Why are you not in Accra? Please, I beg. Uh, Accra, why is I she beg, not I there? Beg. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, because I'm here. Um, no, I've actually, um, I did hear about it and I actually couldn't go because I'm literally back to back, fully booked. Clients <laughs> have booked me like from the beginning of the year. And yeah, obviously I need to honor those clients. So I, I would love to be there. I'm there in spirit though. Mm. I think that also, um, for our listeners who are tuned in, um, I'm sure if you're tuned in to last week or if you didn't listen to the show last week, we actually really opened up on the whole menswear, um, conversation, which is now, I don't want to call it history, but it is history. There's, I'm sure new things happening now. So feel free to download the podcast from last week if you missed the show and just, um, really get to feel 
and understand what really went down. We had Nicola in the house really cooping it up. So that was also very cool. Um, but it's nice. It's good to hear what's going on in the continent. I love what the Nigerians are doing with the Taylor thing. That's mm. quite cool. Stitches, yeah. Um, yeah, but you know what? Um, before we get too caught up um, into the news, which is also history, not history, I'm playing, but I'm just saying everything that is behind is behind, right? So before we get too caught up in that, it's great to always have um, this fashion alert because um, I think especially for brands who are looking to expand into the continent, it's nice for you to be able to know what's happening, kind of keep in touch, keep in the loop of um what is really going down in the diaspora. Anyway, I am talking to Ellie Nicole of Ellie Nicole Shoes South Africa. We are talking collaborative design today on the show. Uh, we hold it down here every Thursday, 1 to 2 p.m. Central African time. And this is the show that dissects the business behind fashion because we care about where we are going when it comes to the fashion industry in the continent or within the diaspora. So, Ellie, welcome back. It's been really nice Um talking to you about uh, the shoe stuff and the uh, fact that I looked at it when I think when I looked at the shoes I for for the first thing I thought this is bridal definitely but when I looked at the shoes in person because remember we were looking on the website <laughs> when I saw the shoes here today I actually thought like Morag said I'm dying. I just didn't want to say it loudly but I'm just saying it too <laughs> that I would also wear those any day so it's a beautiful concept um it's a beautiful collaboration as well, and um, it's 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 great. Where do you guys produce the shoes? Are they locally produced in Joburg, or do you have a fa- where are your factories? Or what? Let's talk about the manufacturing side of your brand. So some of our components are manufactured in China, and some of our components are manufactured locally. Um, we obviously understand that there is a responsibility to manufacture as much locally as what you can. And we are as a new brand trying to balance out that relationship because as we know, Africa's relationship with China is very strong. And I think we, that, yeah, we're trying to balance that responsibility of empowering local, but also being able to provide a product at a competitive price with the correct manufacturing needed. So both China and, and South Africa. South Africa. Yes. Um, and do you find that, do your consumers, are they excited? Are they, do they care about where you produce? Do they ask? Do They don't ask really where we produce, but what they do ask is what are, what are the fabrics of the shoes? They don't really care. Um, They're just like, really, I'm sure. okay, I want it looking like that. Wherever you're getting it from, you know, we don't really care. They, um, the leather is very, very important. And especially to the African market, because not only in South Africa, but also, um, in the other African countries, we find that there is a huge, um, refinement and a huge taste and a huge appreciation for quality and leather mm. is quality. Um, and, and we're really happy to see that value and appreciation from customers. That's very cool. Now, the fashion industry is always looking for the next hot thing. It seems that with technology, that's where it's at right now. So I just want to share or take a listen to some brands who are really pushing beyond the brands um, through tech-driven tech collaborations um, rolling over now. Professional tennis player Marcus Giron is wearing a so-called smart T-shirt designed by Polo Ralph Lauren that features technology created by Canada's Arm Signal. The shirt is a sensor. It, uh, this black box picks up all your, uh, your body's biometrics and it sends it to the phone so you can uh, check your live, uh, live heart rate monitor or anything. It's as easy as uh, opening up an app. Giron will then use the data to help improve his game. It'll uh, really help me understand my body, what I need to do to recover faster and uh, improve. I mean, especially with the respiration rate, the heart rate monitor, and the the ability to track how strong and all the acceleration and all the forces that uh, that are put into the game. Ralph Lauren isn't only targeting pro athletes. It is coming out with a line of smart shirts next year that it hopes will appeal to all ages and lifestyles. It is just one of several fashion houses harnessing technology for its designs. New York-based fashion designer Rebecca Minkoff is best known for her handbags, but she too is getting to smart accessories game. It has designed a bracelet that uses Bluetooth technology to notify the wearer when it has received a call or a text. Co-founder Uri Minkoff says it's designed to make women less focused on their phones and more interactive with the person in front of them. Let's have a situation where the girl or woman can actually take her, take her phone, put it away, 
but if she gets a call or text from someone that's very important to her, it will vibrate and notify her. So in that case, she can say, hey, you know what, let me actually take a break, let me pause, I actually have to take this call, but besides that, I'm focused on you, I'm with you. Minkoff also has a bracelet that doubles as a phone charger cord. We didn't want you to buy it for the tech. We wanted uh, you know, our consumer to buy it because, hey, that's an amazing bracelet, and I would buy that bracelet for that price because I love the bracelet. The fact that it has some technology in it, that's an additional boost. The new Minkoff bracelets, priced from $60 to $120, will be out in time for the holidays and conveniently fit nicely in a Christmas stocking. Karina Huber, CCTV, New York. Now, why can't you just bring me my bracelet and then bring me my phone charger and then, like, uh, bring me my phone and then I'm going to be cool? I mean, like, what do you guys think? <laughs> No, I, I couldn't even agree more. I love collaborate. <laughs> I, I love collaboration. I love innovation. I love the whole tech collaborative um sort of direction. But I'm also just thinking again when I think about like for example the tops that have all of this um you know this tech sort of collab thing on them. So what happens is you're running. It'll tell you what your heart rate is. First of all, why do you want to know what your heart rate is? Why don't you run and get to the end end line? And then find out what your heart rate is, right? <laughs> but the thing is, for me, what I'm concerned about is the waves. You know, because how much more waves do you expose your body to? Because, I mean, the minute you're wearing this garment, it's like wearing a phone. And I think that, you know, research has it also that, you know, when you look at um, uh, conditions like cancer, you know, cancer is we may not know all the causes of cancer. But the truth is exposing yourself to those types of waves it's like wearing a phone all day or wearing a laptop. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's real. <laughs> Why? It's real. These things are real. You okay, know. you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I just hope Ellie Nicole doesn't come up with one of those Ellie Nicole shoes that talk about, hi Liz, four steps down, yeah, make a left. In the meantime, waves are running through my veins. <laughs> the GPS in your heel. You I know, know it's Go too down. much. It's too much, please. I know we are being innovative, but let's just be cool. Um, we're going to be rolling over to Edgy Benson with his echoes from New York. Um, Edgy runs an, um, New York services, um, fashion services company. Uh, it's called NU New York and he sources services to fashion designers and fashion houses such as Vera Wang, Chloe and all of the works. And, uh, Edgy, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you guys? How's everyone? Good. <laughs> we are tech, sav- we are feeling tech, tech, um, tech inspired Savage. today and yeah. collaboratively inspired as well. And you? <laughs> I am right there with you guys. <laughs> Are you wearing one of those shoes with a GPS or anything that <laughs> might cause alarm? Maybe one of those tees with like heartbeat rate piles and, you know, why do you want to know all those things in the middle of wearing your clothes? <laughs> My gosh. I know, but it's the trend now though. It is the trend. Share with us some of your echoes from New York. Well, I, I was just, um, listening to, the earlier conversation, like the general idea of collaborating, and I, I like what Ellie Nicole is doing. I think it's it's such a huge uh, marketing strategy for designers and retailers to to collaborate. Uh, either it is whether it is to you know um, foster some causes they believe in, or just to to be in the market in a, in a particular market. But it helps a lot in terms of just leveling the, 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 the playing field for, for the consumer. It allows the consumer to have access to designers that could, they could only even, I mean, ordinarily will only dream about. So I, um, I think it's a great uh, strategy and it's nice to see that in Africa, there, a company like Ellie Nicole is embracing it. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited about that. Let's talk about the tech um, um, collaborations a bit from your end. What's really going on out there in the U.S. market? Are people really embracing it? Is it just a runway thing that stops on the runway, or is it actually extending into into the stores and into people's reality? Oh, it's huge here. It's so big. Um, I mean, from the standpoint of clo- just the, at, on the athletic end, uh, and and it's also just on the weather end. So now... When we're manufacturing clothes for winter, we, we work with design companies that are focusing on fabrics that keep you warm, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and for, for spring, we foc- we, we're focusing on fabrics that keep you cool when you are active. So these are all mostly collaborations with, uh, um, uh, uh, like 
companies, biochemical, I mean, chemical companies that are working very closely with fabric mills to, to produce these kinds of fabrics. You know, um, mm. Costco has a whole range of climate gear. And just about everybody, and Adidas has dry fit, Nike has dry fit, all of these fabrics and climate cool fabrics, they are all mostly collaborations with, um, uh, with big uh, pharmaceuticals and, and companies who are in, in the area of this, um, in, in the chemical area. Edge, do you think? Sorry, do you think that this um, chemicals could also be? I mean, what what's your take on them? I mean, the collaboration with these sort of companies to be able to bring in something extra in the textile or in the fabric, don't you think exposure to that, um, you know, as our, you know, from our bodies as as human beings, could also not be a good thing? I mean, do you think that there's some sort of um, I really don't know the percentage of what is put in these things to make them whatever they're called, but is it really something that's actually good for us or is it something we need to actually be uh, aware of and alert and actually stay away from because of the fact that we don't even know what type sort of chemicals we're exposing to our, to, to our, to our bodies and body is so close to clothing that it's, it's too close. It's, it's the closest thing. It's closer than John and Mary, right? <laughs> no, it, it's it's really the the trajectory of the industry, and also a lot of those fabrics are well tested before they are they are they are, they are put into general general use. So I think the industry is thinking about that. Uh, but you know, it's not just clothing. I mean, there are other things like accessories, like Fitbit. You know, the watches. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. even the Apple Apple Watch is yes. is going. You know, everything is just to help you. Uh, it's just the way our world is. We're more aware of who we are, more aware of the environment, and all of these things are how we react uh, to this awareness that we're getting, you know, how how more aware we're becoming of, of the environment. Wow, thank you, know? you so thank you so much, Edgy, for your echoes from New York. I want to roll over straight to Morag, who is our internationally accredited beauty consultant in the house, and she's coming up with a glam app. Uh, I call it glam up series, like, but welcome again, Thank Morag. You. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to jump back to the amazing lip color that I'm wearing today. Um, of course, we have lipstick color of the week every week. Today, it's called Full Future from MAC Cosmetics. Um, I think it was about five years ago. I had a really love, I was proper in love with this lipstick, like wore it all the time. And strangely enough, yesterday I was going through some, you know, crazy lipstick colors and I found a brand new one. Like I literally hadn't even opened the box yet. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm in love all over again. So I'm rocking this color once again. Um, Liz, I see you're wearing it as well. And you've paired it up with a beautiful lilac lip liner. Um, just to, so- yeah, yeah, just to make it a bit more, um, uh, you know, we have different complexions. Yes, so the way it yeah. looks on you wasn't going to be the way it was yes, going to look yes. at me. So I kind of tried to remix it a bit, but I learned from the master herself. But yes, <laughs> so good. So yeah, um, that's, and then I just want to jump straight into um, the topic. Keeping Bronson tanned and beautiful in inverted commas is really, um, a contradictive topic. Um, and I feel that it's one in the celebrity influenced era that we're living in at the moment, um, is really inspired the, by the Kardashian sisters, um, to be bronze, tanned. And today I'm going to just break it all down for you and <laughs> go. And I saw your face there, Liz, when I said Kardashian, but I'm really just going to break it all down, um, and give people the different options of, of what's out there. So. When we talk about sun tanning, um, it's really the most natural method of getting a tan. Um, that's literally lying out in the natural sun. Um, it's obviously um, priceless, yet dangerously, dangerously expensive. Um, and this dates back to as far as um, the 1900s when sun tanning became a leisurely activity. Once again, the amazing Coco Chanel ac- accidentally created the trend when she got sunburned on holiday on the French Riviera. Mm. And her fans really loved the darker look. Um, strangely enough, though, in the 20s, if you had a tan, you were seen as a working woman. And, you know, the fairer you were, the richer you were because you were a stay-at-home, you know, mm. housewife. Um, so it, it, that's why I say it's so, you know, contradictive. Irrespective, um, Coco's trend created a buzz. Even the Parisians loved um, Josephine Baker's caramel-toned skin. 
nowadays um, you're frowned upon, um, sort of, you know, especially the industry that I'm working in with photo shoots, um, you know, and there's a lot of pressure for models to be tanned um, on set. And, you know, let's be honest, brown fat does look better than white. It does make you look more toned. It gives you a really slimmer, more defined look. The dagger, the berry. Absolutely, oh, okay. absolutely. The pros are obviously um, you're getting a natural source of vitamin D, um, which helps your body maintain muscle fibers and, of course, keeps your bones healthy, and you get a beautiful tan. The cons, though, is aging of the skin. So between the ages of 2 to 18, when our skin is, we call it still virgin skin, that's when your skin is actually damaged the most by sun. And, you know, when you get older, you start developing such things as sunspots um, and, of course, premature aging. Although... There is a lot of cultural discrimination um, because, you know, in some cultures, fair-skinned is seen as a more royal aspect. Um, so once again, stay out of the sun, ladies. I know it's, it's so confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm even and, confused. <laughs> and I just want to, and I just want to add into that. Like, I love to go to Thailand, and it's shocking how the Thai women will not. The what you will not no, find no. except the lady boys are in the beach. The Thai women are wearing in this hot crazy. Yes. They are like covered because yes. they want to be pale. Because yes. pale is is uh, puts you in a certain class in society. Absolutely. But go ahead. Yes. <laughs> and then we're going to move on to sunbeds and cantans. Um, these range from about thirty rand to hundred rand per session. It started a hype in the late seventies for tanning purposes. Although the actual um can tan or tanning light was discovered in the early 1900s and it was used a cure, as a cure for lupus and rickets um, as well as for vitamin D deficiency. Um, the pros with new technology now, a can tan session can be a, as quick as an eight minute, you know, take your clothes off, jump in the can tan, <laughs> get your tan and off you go. Um, whereas say, um, it's not that popular anymore, but say about 10 years ago, um, it was actually a lying down bed session where you lay down in like a cocoon thing and had to lie there for 20 minutes um, the cons of it, listen UV rays are UV rays mm. um, they can cause genetic mutations and can lead to cancer once again premature aging and of course eye damage um, these bulbs in the cantans are hugely damaging to your eyes that's why you have to wear the polarized um, you know, protective goggles then Milano tan 250 to 500 rand um, a session and this is the injectable suntan it's a synthetic anabolic steroid um, it's composition of natural melanocortisin peptide hormones um, the original cure um, is for vertiligo actually um, and there are some cases of it cure, being a cure for skin cancer it's hugely popular in the bodybuilding industry because bodybuilders have to stay tanned all year round. Um, it's just a sort of more prolonged way of staying tanned and also not time consuming at all. Um, the different Why do ways. Why they need to be tanned? Sorry, I mean, I, I'm not so, trying to go no, into no, the no, bodybuilding no, like, subject matter, but so just quickly, <laughs> um, the darker you are, the more defined your muscles appear to oh. the eye. So yeah. Um, Edgy, did you get that? <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. Like, Edgy, Edgy, don't do anything else because you, you're dark enough already. Don't do anything extra. <laughs> um, although um, using the Milano tan um, can be very dangerous um, if you don't know how to use it. So there's you, obviously you're injecting yourself with it. Um, and you have to be very sure to inject yourself in the first layer of fat in your stomach. If not, in men, it can cause... Some of the nether regions, you know, things happen. So well once again, please be careful. <laughs> um, what I like about Milano tan, I have actually um, obviously tried out all these tanning things or, or ways of tanning is it's convenient and fast. So for me, it's literally pull the, you know, two mils in a syringe, I inject my stomach and a day later I'm brown. So it's really but, convenient but what's the and fast. Oh my gosh, this thing, I feel like we're talking about a whole <laughs> different industry. <laughs> Okay, the pros are obviously it's long-lasting. The color can be controlled. So you can control how dark or light you want to go. Um, and, of course, there's no exposure to UV rays, so no cancer. The cons are obviously if you're scared of needles, it's not the way to go because you have to inject yourself. Um, and then I think, Liz, this will answer your question. It is damaging to your liver and kidney if it is misused. So you do need to take a supplement, something like a milk thistle, just to, you know, support your liver and kidneys and of course um, it doesn't provide vitamin D to your system 
And the other thing, dum dum dum, it's not tested by the Drug Federation, Ooh. so it is Ooh. an illegal substance. It's not you can't buy it in a pharmacist, so you need to actually so buy almost, it directly. So it's almost from the like supplier. dealing in the street, like hi. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It feels like dealing. That's why you need to um, you need to do your research on these products and make sure that you're actually getting the correct product. Then we're going to move on to self-tanning. This is my favorite. For anyone that knows me, I feel horrible if I do not have a tan. Once again, quick and easy um, and really affordable. Um, it ranges from 60 to 100 rand a session. Um, and also for those tanners out there, there's nothing better than the smell of a fresh spray tan. Let me tell you that. It actually gets me excited. Um, it's once again the safest method of tanning. Um, it only works on the, eight, the outer layer of your skin. No UV rays and it's cancer free. Um, the only hassle is actually getting the application even. Um, I'm sure ladies out there will know what I'm talking about. When you don't get the application even, it can be detrimental, like not leave your house detrimental, and you can look like a carrot as well. So once again, um, the technology that goes into these products are really phenomenal. Um, they're specifically designed to suit each skin tone, each skin type. Um, my favorite product is Caribbean Tan, which was actually the first pro-tanning system in the country. Um, its products, their products are available in most pharmaceutical supermarkets countrywide and in over 3,000 salons on the continent. And they're now available in the U.S. So, Edgy, you can go and get yourself some tan if you need. <laughs> no, Edgy, don't. <laughs> we'll get to There are products for you, Edgy. <laughs> what I love about the, the actual tanning product is that it's a really natural color. And it's alcohol and paraben free. What a self tan is, is it's a dihydroxyacetone, which is a derivative um, from natural sugar cane, causing a chemical reaction on the skin. Um, the products are also 90% smell free. And they have a huge, huge, huge range that accommodates for any needs. There's things like shimmer creams. Um, what I'll do is I'll just post up a whole lot of of their product range up on my social media. Um, it's literally something I can talk about for hours, but we're not going to go there. Um, yeah, and ladies, please, um, even though you're not tanning, no matter what ethnicity race you are or what color you are, please wear an SPF. Even the like light bulb can burn your face. Um, so please. SPFs, um, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Moragstein. That's M-O-R-A-G-S-T-E-Y-N. And you can have a look at Caribbean Tan products at My Caribbean Tan on social media. Thank you, ladies, and have a wonderful tanned weekend. Thank you. That was Glam Up with Moragstein. Thank you. We love those bits and tips. Um, it takes us a, a longer way. Um, um, I think I just want to go back before we go to our last segment um, of the day. Um, I just want to thank you, um, Ellie Nicole, for coming into studio. I just want to kind of also get your parting shots for brands who are looking to, um, you know, to just come up, um, brand new brands who are starting up. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of innovation um, in different brands, different ideas come up. What would be your advice to brands who are coming up um, now? And I say this because you're not a very old brand. But you're really, but you're doing Successful, something so so yeah. different and so unique, and and we wish you all the best while you're at it. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me on the show. This has been a, a wonderful opportunity to chat to you, and um, I think just some parting shots. It is hard to build a brand. Any brand is is difficult, but you need to believe in yourself. As as uh, soppy as that sounds. Um, and be business-minded. And I think that's why the show is so important because you can have a great idea, but if you don't have the right people, the right finances, and the, the humble attitude towards learning, because you will make mm. a lot of mistakes as an entrepreneur, whether you think so or not, you will. And um, just to really enjoy the journey of creating a beautiful product, don't compare yourself with others. Be who you are. Believe in your product. Believe in yourself. And enjoy making a difference in the world beyond the product that you're making because you are affecting other people's lives, consumers, employees, um, 
And I think that that, that is my wrap up for that. Yeah. You are so good, girl. How long did you take <laughs> to sit down and just go through this? <laughs> but listen, we love having you and we are proud of your brand and where you're going with it. And we wish you all the best. Um, I just want to say that whole believe in yourself. Maybe we'll talk about that next week because we're going to be running out of time. But believe in yourself is cool. I just wonder if like, I think some people shouldn't believe in themselves. <laughs> because if you don't know yourself, please do not believe in yourself. <laughs> Find yourself... And then you can believe in yourself. But for now, it's not, does not apply. That does not apply to everyone. Anyway, I want to go straight to who would you want to dress and why. And Edgy, you're going to be third on the list and you cannot say someone that you've dressed <laughs> before, okay? Please, no one that you've ever oh, dressed before. But I'm going to, you're third. So think about it. I'm going to start with Ellie Nicole. Who would you want to dress and why, given the opportunity? I think uh, designer of loincloth and ashes, Anisa Mpungwe. Um, I think she's incredible. I think she's amazing. Uh, and I just love to put my shoes on her feet and for her to combine it with one of her gorgeous loincloth and ashes pieces. Truly African, truly powerful woman. Hmm, check this brand power. She's working. <laughs> Thank I have you. To. You work it, girl. And Morag, who would you want to dress and why? Um, I, I did have someone in mind, but I've just changed after seeing these magnificent shoes. Um, one of my friends, Carmen Britta, is actually getting married next year, and I'm definitely sending her to you. Thank you. And Morag. I'm definitely sending her to Liz, and Thank I would you. love to sit Thank with you. her Thank and you. create her look. Um, you know, once again, just collaborating with the two of you and creating an amazing look for her special day. Wow, I love yeah. this. This is a business. Business connection <laughs> spot right here. You For those who hustle, don't know, the they need to tune in. <laughs> in. Thank you. And Edgy, who would you want to dress and why? Uh, I want to dress me again. <laughs> I know you said not someone that I've dressed before, but <laughs> I have to dress me again. Um, because we, we started developing this Japanese-inspired um, menswear line, and I love everything, and I want to dress myself in a whole lot of it. Again, Edgy, we said you can't dress anyone you've dressed before, and you've wanted to dress you before. But okay, 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 okay. Edgy, we'll let you slide because you look like Idris Elba, okay? <laughs> and Ayanda, who's Ayanda dressing today? This week, I would have loved to dress Nelson Mandela if he was still alive. He was quite a stylish man. And I hope you've done your bit for Nelson Mandela Day because I have. Wow, thank you. And for me this week, I would want, I would want to dress Melania Trump because, (laughs) and let me, let me finish, let me finish, because I want to create a collaborative brand with Apple, but maybe I will do it with Ellie Nicole because I want to create a collaborative brand that can actually help Melania. So it's going to be beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. Don't get it twisted. But this collaborative brand is going to be like a whole range of dresses, beautiful dresses that look really fabulous on her. And they're going to have some sort of pump that helps her be original and do not say yeah, anything yeah, that you yeah, hear people saying. Yeah. So it's kind of like a pump that she has to kind of press. And every time she presses it, before she says what Morag just said, yeah, she can her. just kind of originally create her own content. Yes, I mean, she's yes. beautiful, but we need to stop doing what she just did. But anyway, guys, this is the Fashion Lab show. We hold it down here every Thursday, 1 to 2 Central African time. Um, we love to hear from you. We are on www.fashionlabafrica.com. We're on Twitter on Fashion Lab AF. Keep it locked. And um, just share with us your thoughts around what brand collaborations are of interest. And uh, keep it locked. Thank Peace you. and love. Thank Bye. You. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com.